What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and he. All right, what an exciting day, everybody. Happy Halloween, and welcome to Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, Jamie Eisberg, Heath Cummings. Happy Halloween, guys. How's your spooky, spooky morning going? Spooky. Spooky? Good. No trick-or-treaters yet, so that's good. There will be no trick-or-treaters at all at my house. What is uh, what is Andrew doing for Halloween? Uh, we have a Where's Waldo get-up for him. I don't think he's going to put the glasses on. He's just going to try to break them, but everything else should be good. Uh, it's going to be fun. Are you wearing your... Are you wearing your Giants onesie around the neighborhood? No, no. I, I was going to buy a Dwight Schrute costume and wear it on the show today, but when I went to buy it, it was sold out. So I don't have a Are costume. you going to like take him to the park and then play Where's Waldo? Like uh, sit him down and turn around and like play hide and seek? We're just going to leave him alone. That's smart to do. And, with a, yeah, in the park. With, with, a, with, a, with yeah. a child. <laughs> yeah, just trying to find him. Uh, no, we're, we're just gonna. I don't know. We're gonna walk around and, with our with uh, his cousins and have some fun. It's gonna be great. We got some Halloween awards today, fantasy MVP and LVP, but Halloween themed. Uh, we could say trick or treat instead of start or sit if we want. That'd be fun. And Jamie, what wild animal is on your face right now? What is going on with your with your? I'm face? I'm I'm going full start of the week. I'm supporting Gardner Minshew, so I I, I decided to wear the Minshew. I don't I don't look as good as Heath does, but um. I decided to uh, to shave the Minshew just for uh, in, in honor of Minshew being the start of the week. Oh, that is pretty it's, a, it's, a, it's a trend. It's <laughs> it's happening. Dave, you're next. I maybe. And Adam's Might like two months away. So <laughs> Gar- Gardner Max Chew could exist. Oh gosh. All right. Well, it looks good, I guess. And uh, let's let's get into the uh, <laughs> let's get into the show. All right. We got a lot. There are so many AFC home games. By the way, uh, to, uh, this week there are only like four NFC home games or something like that. So. Not all of the AFC home games will be on today's show, but uh, you know, like even the Jets Dolphins game is pretty interesting from a fantasy perspective. Can you trust any Browns this week? Obviously, you're going to start Nick Chubb, but what about Odell Beckham? Is he once again going to be crappy? Uh, Deshaun Watson, can he break his history against Jacksonville? But I want to, before we get into starter sit, I want to ask you about some sneaky ad drops because one guy we didn't talk about on the waiver wire show was Chris Thompson, who might be back this week, and they have a bye next week. They got Buffalo this week, but. You know, should, is Chris Thompson a must-own in PPR? And would you rather own Thompson or Darius Geis? Both of these guys are, are available in some leagues. I know they're Redskins running backs, but um, what do you think about Thompson and, and Geis right now, guys? Are they good ads? 
I'd much rather stash guys, no pun intended, than um, <laughs> than pick up Chris Thompson at this point. Yeah, I, I think Geis has a lot more upside, and Thompson is a must-own when we know that he's a full go and he's playing in PPR, but he's not someone that has a high enough profile that I'm going to stash him weeks before he comes back. If you tell me he's playing this week and he plays, he'll probably score eight or nine PPR points, and then I'm going to want to add him next week. Yeah, well, on a buy, though. Add him two weeks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they, you'll yeah. want him for week 11 against the Jets. Jets, Lions, Panthers, Packers are the four games for the Redskins coming out of the bye. So maybe Darius Geis not a bad player to pick up. Don't yeah, is it it's possible they could just turn him loose and say, All right, Adrian Peterson, you had fun. Now you're getting, you know, five carries a game. You think that that realistic? I, I doubt it, but you know, it, it should be a situation where he's the primary guy. I mean, they're they have. I mean, there's such a poorly run franchise, but they have to start to look at 2020 and say, okay, is Haskins our guy? Is Geis our guy? They have two young players that could be, you know, prominent figures for them in their offense. And if they don't find out if they're any good, what's the point? Sure. Okay. Jeff Wilson tonight at Arizona. Trey Edmonds for Pittsburgh. Uh, do you have any interest in those two guys? Sort of the backups. You know, yeah, the backups. I think all the 49ers are healthy, right? We don't know which ones will be active. I, I don't or know inactive. most, are, but Brita sounds like he's fine. Right. And, yeah. Um, right. right. The only way you'd consider Wilson is if Brita and Mostert were inactive. It's the okay. only way. So no Wilson. And you what won't if, know that till ninety minutes before kick. What about Trey Edmonds? And then, so you could stash Trey Edmonds in the deepest of leagues. We know that. Uh, we know that Connor didn't practice on Wednesday. Neither did Benny Snell. Full practice for Jalen Samuels, though. So. Could be an opportunity. Yeah, for I, I, I don't guy. see Edmonds. And then Edmonds would be the backup to him. Right. Yeah. All right. So, no. And then I uh, was just going through some my lineups yesterday. You know, I have some leagues that you can't make transactions the day of. So, you got to make sure you get your Thursday guys squared away in case there are injuries or anything. And came across Zane Gonzalez, who's been really good. Kicker for the Cardinals. But I dropped him. I think I dropped him. I put in a claim. I, I'm assuming I, I dropped him. I don't think anybody else going after kickers right now. Uh, because the, the Niners, look, we don't talk about this a lot. The Niners are third. They give up the third fewest points to kickers. You don't score a lot. Now, I could feel really stupid if the Cardinals score 12 points tonight on four field goals. But just want to know. I mean, your, that's what we're all cheering for now. <laughs> yeah. Just want to know your thoughts on that. I mean, are, how high do you have Zane Gonzalez ranked? Should we get away from him this week in a tough matchup? I still have him 12th. Yeah, yeah, I, I can get away from him as a starter, I, but I sunk him. Uh, I I dropped him in a few leagues too. I mean, he's been my kicker as well, but um, yeah, I I would try and get away from Zane Gonzalez if you can. Sure, Brett Maher with with uh, yeah. Dallas is better. Uh, you, I mean, Nick Folk Nick Folk is available everywhere. Nick Folk is a great one. Mike Dan Badgley. Bailey. Mike Badgley, yeah. Badgley. But is Nick Folk... I had a Badgley. Is Nick Folk a great one? Because he might not be that good of a kicker. I mean, the, the, the Pats... We don't know. He hasn't kicked in like two yeah. years. But it's, it's the Thursday show, and we spent like four <laughs> minutes on a kicker now. Come on. It's, it's for you, Heath. Happy Halloween. Okay, so let's make Heath happy. <laughs> let's do our Halloween awards. So the first award is called the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Award. It goes to the best of the best. The fantasy MVP. Clearly the best candy. Ooh, spooky music. Halloween beats Home Alone. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Award. Who is your fantasy MVP so far? Lamar Jackson. I think he scored the most points, and he was available in the double-digit rounds. That makes him the easy choice as the MVP. I think you're wrong about the points, though. I think Deshaun Watson has scored per more game. points. Per game. Well. Points per game. Well. He, he, 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> any other uh, any other MVPs? Come on, the Patriots. The MVP I mean, is uh, clearly the MVP. I, I'll, I'll I'll stay in the theme of of Halloween. I'll go uh, Michael Mike Michael Myers Thomas. Michael Myers Thomas, the number one PPR wide receiver. Okay. It's it, the Patriots. I mean this. Yeah. Good. I, no, I was gonna say, this, this, despite despite having the quarterback situation being what it was, he hasn't let you down. That's true. That's a good point. Dave, MVP. Uh, I think the Patriots DST definitely qualifies as a fantasy MVP. People might have. Oh, pat them. yourself on the back, man. Take take the victory lap on the guy you, you touted all. Who Waller? Yeah, he's not bad either. But oh, yeah, uh, Patriots DST. People took them late. I like them because I thought their early season schedule after Week One was good. Turned out every single game they play, they just have something fortunate happened for their DST and they've helped me off to some great records in a lot of the leagues that we play in together. Waller is definitely somebody who's helped DJ Chark top five to 10 receiver in fantasy this year points per game. He's been a great find as well. All right. Next award is the yellow starburst award. Also known as the Orange Starburst Award. They're both terrible. The fantasy LV in the pink is the pink starburst doors. Oh, you're, what? you're all way off base. No, the you're pink and the red so are good, off. and the orange the and, and the yellow are, are terrible. Yeah, no. nothing's worse than the house on Halloween that gave, that gives out that brown and orange wrap candy with nothing on the wrapper. You don't know what's inside. It's just like a random generic candy. Ooh, I don't know. You that. live in a strange neighborhood. Yeah, I, I, I once had people <laughs> give me bread for Halloween. It's crazy. <laughs> Zach Ertz is the LVP. Come on, he's well, he's at least giving you some good games. Zachary, uh, I'd go. I'd go, Le'Veon. Let's talk about candy. Le'Veon, OJ okay. Howard. Oh, OJ yeah, Howard. Yeah. He was like a top. Him and AJ Green, top sixty pick, both useless. Hopefully, AJ Green can give us something starting in week ten. But goodness gracious, they've been tough. Okay, so the LVP, the yellow starburst. Which one's worse, yellow or orange? I think it actually might be orange. And I think is, it's yellow. What a strange candy. Like half of the package is crap. And yet I still really enjoy Starburst. All right, next award. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Award. The player you need to cut. Who should we cut? I've got four. I got four Ooh. guys that we can cut. We're, there's, there's one winner, Dave. You got to pick a winner. How about I Who's name the these are the nominations and you can pick the one that's well, the winner. Well, I picked a winner. Who's your winner? Auden Tate. Okay. He's, over. He's not on my list. Okay. But I get it. Okay. Go ahead. Jamie. Go ahead. Larry Fitzgerald. LaShawn McCoy. No way. Jarvis Landry. Sammy Watkins. You know, I think uh, the winner is Auden Tate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't I think uh Jarvis Landry's on pace for like over twelve uh about almost twelve hundred yards and no touchdowns. That's great. He gets me six or seven. And I kinda points. like him this week against Denver with them putting Chris Harris on Beckham. If they do that. I think they will. He's also on pace for like sixty two catches or something, which is very very weird for uh for him. For uh, Jarvis Landry and 16 yards per catch, which is also weird. I I got Kenny Stills as a guy to cut. What do you think? He's like 80 percent. You can cut him, sure. Because you have to like. If you're him not going to use him this week, right? Right. The guys yeah. I added, the guys I named are all owned in like 85 percent plus, like widely owned. I don't know why. All right, and finally, I the, guess just bench depth. The Freddy Krueger Award, the Freddy Krueger Award, the player that will haunt your dreams forever. Ooh, spooky. What do we Does got? Does it have to be a player from this year? No. It can be a player from the past. Yes. All right. I put I'll that go Ronnie the, Hillman. I put that in the email. Oh, Ronnie I've Hillman. got another Broncos running back. The cockroach. 
Monte Ball. Oh. Remember spending a first-round pick on Monte Ball? Mm-hmm. No, of course. No one ever did that. Why would we ever? Mine was Russell God, Wilson. So Russell because... Wilson keeps you up at night, Heath. Yes. Yeah, he uh, scares me because he always like you don't know when he's going to have the game where he throws 25 passes and four touchdowns, and he's a lot better than I thought he was going to be, or the game where he throws 25 passes and zero touchdowns. So just start him. What's he going to do this week against Tampa Bay? Uh, it's Tampa Bay, so I'd presume he's going to be good. But 28 passes. 28 passes. Th- 28 many, passes. 26 touchdowns. Six touchdowns. Six touchdowns. Yeah. All right, those are your Halloween awards. Do you guys have any... Oh, well, there should have been a Butterfinger. You know, I'm sort of interested in trying the new Butterfinger. Because they say it's We've improved. We've talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm into it. I'll do it. You know, I won't Mark try the Walton old Mark Walton is the player that's going to surprise us in week nine. <laughs> time for our Teleboard News segment. He's moving right along. <laughs> it's game time. It's Tully time. It's time for your Player of the Week presented by Telemore Do. Dave, Jamie, and Heath are going to give us a player that could surprise us in Week 9. Heath, who is your Telemore Do Player of the Week? Mark Walton. Good matchup against the Jets. I think it's better than what the numbers said. We kind of said this with Gardner Minshew last week, that they look like they're really good in terms of certain stats against yep. quarterbacks, but I didn't think their defense was that good. Their run defense actually was pretty good, but now they're missing some key players, and I don't think they will be anymore. I expect somewhere around 15 to 17 touches, 75 to 80 yards, and hopefully a touchdown. They've allowed either 98 yards, 98 total yards or a touchdown to a running back in every game. So, yeah. I mean, if that, yeah. if that trend continues, Walton. I've been nudging him up, but it's it's just hard to trust the Dolphins running back. It's been so tough. It's been ugly. It's just a matter, like, I, I think the 70 yards, total yards, yeah. is probably safe if he gets that workload. The frustrating thing, though, is going to be watching Kalen Balazs score three times. You know, it's like it's going to be yeah. one of those games where he he's the one that falls in the end zone twice. All right. Well, I think we actually have Walton in our 60-second rankings dispute, so we'll talk about that. Dave, your uh, player of the week, surprising player of the week. How about Devin Singletary, who got a lot more playing time last week? I think that's because the Bills were playing from behind, but Buffalo should be in a situation where they'll be able to run the ball very well against Washington. I originally liked Frank Gore a lot this week, and as I thought about it, I went, you know what? Devin Singletary seems to be the guy that's been getting um, more explosive runs than Frank Gore. I think that goes without saying. And there's been a lot of talk in Buffalo this week, uh, certainly from the coaches as well, about Devin Singletary and how they want to get the ball in their playmakers' hands. And I think that he just qualifies better than that. And I think he'll get more touches than Frank Gore. I've got Singletary as a low-end number two fantasy running back this week. So it's kind of interesting. I believe they really haven't used him in the in the first half of many games. This Did he and Gore split first half snaps last week? They were dead even. He still doesn't have 10 touches in a game. I know. This will be the week. That's amazing. I currently have him benched in PPR for Chris Thompson, and I could see myself really struggling with that. But what would Chris you guys Thompson? do? Yeah, Thompson. Well, Chris Thompson didn't. He didn't practice well, on Wednesday. Okay. I wouldn't even put yeah. Chris Thompson yes, near an active. Spot I think you should play the guy that's going. Well, to play. okay, yes, right. that would be an easy call. <laughs> but I, but if Chris Thompson plays, which I you know, it, it, at the beginning of the week, it seemed like he was on track. All right, you'd still play Singletary. All right. I think he's got a better chance to score. Jamie, who's your Telemore do player of the week? I'm going to go back to what I said about Singletary last week and use it for the guy that's in a similar role. You know, I said that Singletary would play well against the Eagles because of the they can't defend pass catching running backs, and he had four catches for 30 yards and a touchdown. And so I think the same thing with Tariq Cohen this week. Um, you know, you're looking at a scenario of I think the Bears are trailing. I think the Bears are going to be losing this game. Heath brought this up last week about the numbers for both Montgomery and Cohen in games 
that they've lost. Now, last week was a little different one because the game was back and forth and it was close. But and you look three of the four games where they've lost so far this year, he's been 10 or more PPR points. So I, I think this is a game where Tariq Cohen, not a non-PPR because he's just a disaster in that format. But I think you're going to see him in the five-plus catch range again. Hopefully it's more than 19 yards, as we saw earlier this year. He had a 9-for-19 game. But I think in PPR, he's a at least a flex and a potential starter for you. I like him better than Montgomery in PPR. All right, so our players that could surprise you this week, Mark Walton for Heath, Devin Singletary for Dave, Tariq Cohen for Jamie. Is Walton the best of that group? By far. Yes. I've got Singletary higher for now. Wow. Really? You That's... know how I feel about Dolphins running backs. I just I don't I don't want to trust them if I don't have to. Okay. Okay. But Fair enough. the Bills running backs are safe. Against Washington, I think so. Against the Jets, it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how good the Dolphins. I don't. I don't, are I don't know where the correlation here is. <laughs> if you're saying safety and matchup, I think, I think Singletary is a better player. I wouldn't be surprised if Singletary had as many touches as Walton. Oh, let's and make I a bet. Please, wouldn't. let's make a bet on touches. Please, let's make a bet on between touches. Walton and that would be yes, Let's make any 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 bet you want. <laughs> any bet you want. Jamie has to grow. <laughs> Jamie has to grow a hideous mustache. Oh, damn it! Any any bet you want on touches. I've already won. He's if they're both healthy. <laughs> uh, by the way, you can see Jamie's hideous mustache. It's not really not that bad. Uh, on YouTube.com/slash/FantasyFootball today, check out our video product. YouTube.com/slash/FantasyFootball today. Getting into the uh, the stats and the rankings. Wait, disputes. wait, did we get a bet? No. <laughs> okay, that's disappointing. <laughs> Letting you work that out. <laughs> we got another day. We'll work something out. Uh, stats to know. Cleveland allows the seventh most fantasy points to running backs. 4.7 yards per carry to running backs. So they're, they're, they've given up the seventh most fantasy points to running backs. Philip Lindsay's already faced the teams that give up the sixth and the eighth most fantasy points to running backs. And he's had huge games. 24 or more PPR points both times. So I've been crapping on Philip Lindsay for a while. I kind of like Philip Lindsay this week. How about you guys? Of course. I, I actually think Royce Freeman could be really interesting because Lindsay mispracticed with a wrist injury, and that was the injury that knocked him out for the season last year in Week 17. So if he's out, Royce Freeman would be an absolute monster. Absolute monster. Yeah, but uh, uh, that is true. But what if, if Lindsay's in? I'll play I, them both. Uh, yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, the quarterback situation being what it is. You know, is it is it just stack the box and, and make Brandon Allen throw? And that could be a disaster for them. So I think Lindsay's kind of is what he is. He's a he's a good number two running back. Um, will he be the one scoring, as we've seen from Freeman now to the last three games, where he's the one finding the end zone? So I at this point, I think you're you're clearly starting Lindsay, but I I kind of like to see if he sat out a game just to see how good Royce Freeman could be in a future role. Also, I don't know like the Browns have played a very difficult schedule in terms of running teams. Their three games before the Patriots game, Seattle. San Francisco, Baltimore. A lot of teams would rank high in terms of fantasy points allowed to running yeah, back. Of course. If they played those teams. Okay, good point. Wide receivers against Denver. Just, will call, stay this, in this just game. call this stats that are skewed for week nine. <laughs> no. Uh, staying in this game, <laughs> wide receivers against Denver. Allen Robinson, Devontae Adams, DJ Chark, Keenan Allen, and T.Y. Hilton. They all fail to score double digit fantasy points in PPR. Allen Robinson, Devontae Adams, DJ Chark, Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton. Also, all of them have been better than Odell Beckham this year. So can we really start Beckham? I looked at your rankings. He's around 20th or so. And with all the buys, I mean, I looked at all the guys behind him. It's not like there are these must-start guys behind him, so I get that. But do you want to start Beckham this week? No. I mean, you know, I I think I was the lowest on Beckham last week. And you're 100% right, Adam. If we had better receivers available, 
he would be he'd be lower again. It's just it's just hard to say start Devontae Parker over Odell Beckham, even though Parker's probably right. in a better spot. You know, uh, Emmanuel Sanders tonight. You know, he, he's probably in a better spot. Danny Amendola. Danny Amendola, perfect example. You know, so I think it, I'm really curious though with Denver because list the teams again that that Chris Harris has shut down. Allen Robinson, Devontae Adams, DJ Chark, Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton. Okay, think about all those guys. There's not a good number two receiver on the field. Actually, some of the number two receivers did well. I think MVS did well. But that's what that that no. What I'm saying is, there's not a number two receiver that you're scared of. And and I know Jarvis Landry (laughs) clearly is not at the level of Odell Beckham. I'm sure Chris Harris is going to follow him around. But I just wonder if you know it's just okay. You stay on one side of the field, and we'll take away one guy because Landry's been playing well. All right, another stat to know for the week. Matthew Stafford's having a career year. 105.3 passer rating is by far his best, as is 8.4 yards per attempt. And now he he's coming off two straight monster games and uh, is facing a team that gives up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Meanwhile, the Patriots allow the fewest fantasy points to running backs, but I have noticed, you know, they, obviously we know the Patriots' schedule has been didn't really easy. Uh, I have noticed the last three of their last five games kind of struggled against the run. Frank Gore had 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell had 15 for 70. Nick Chubb, they all averaged 4.7 yards per carry or better. Dave, how much do you like Mark Ingram? I like him as a number two running back this week. Uh, can't put him in my top 10 or anything like that. But yeah, I think this is a matchup that can be exploited. It's just a matter of if the Ravens really, really stick to their run game. My guess is that they will. And can he find the end zone? Because Ingram has not had a lot of has he how many hundred yard games has he had one. this year? The one right. against Kansas City. Right. He hasn't had a lot of them. So he kind of needs that touchdown. But I think I think he's gonna get the work. That's the least you could ask for. Yeah, I, I think he's gonna be the first running back to score against the Patriots this season. They've yet to allow a touchdown to a running back so far. We had a good discussion about this on CBS Sports HQ yesterday with uh Drink P. Prisco. And um Heath and I were debating Derrick Henry versus Mark Ingram. And I think they're very similar. They're clearly touchdown dependent. They're not going to work a lot in the passing game. You could say Derrick Henry probably has the better matchup on paper just based on fantasy points allowed. I would lean slightly toward Ingram because I do think coming off the bye, fresh legs for a running back that's 29. Like you said, Adam, if Nick Chubb doesn't fumble twice in that game, I think it's a little bit of a different ball game in, in terms of oh, how yeah. things unfold there. Wow. Mm. And he may have even had a bigger performance. He may have scored. Yep. So you, you said it. You know, they're, they're not big up front. Um, but Pete's point to this was that this is a Bill Belichick scheme against what you think the Ravens do best and force Lamar Jackson into some uncomfortable situations, which he's done to you know quarterbacks like this time and time again. And so that's going to be, I think, the chess match of this game is can they sort of try and bully their way against the Patriots and you know lean on time of possession, lean on their run game, you know, sort of limit Lamar Jackson from having to be put in these tough spots. So it's going to be a fun game to to sort of see it unfold. And I know Heath, you know, I don't want you're not poo pooing Ingram. You you have right. this number two running back, um, but it's just a matter of how good will Ingram be. You know, where's the ceiling? I think for him. Okay, so that that's the first game we'll preview that Patriots game. Everybody's got Lamar Jackson. I think as a top seven quarterback, but you can get away from him. There are some options this week. Uh, Deontay Johnson. One more stat. Deontay Johnson has had six to eight targets in four straight games with Mason Rudolph. Johnson's forty four percent owned. Six to eight targets. Uh, there have been six wide receivers with six to eight targets against the Colts. Five of them have 70 yards or a touchdown. Kind of interesting for Deontay Johnson. And uh, Tyrell Williams, last one here. He does lead the team in targets inside the 10-yard line, green zone. And uh, he does without, that's with missing two games. And four of his, he has four, uh, how many, five touchdowns this year, four of them in the red zone, three of them from 11 yards out or closer. That's Tyrell Williams.
So be interesting to see if uh, with Darius Slay playing, if he is he playing? He practiced yesterday. So yeah, he's been practicing for weeks and he still hasn't played. Oh yeah, no, it's a it's really a huge deal. I mean, it's, Darius Slay yeah. didn't play much against the Vikings. Didn't play at all against the Giants. And two quarterbacks combined for I think eight, what, eight touchdowns, and they both had about three hundred and thirty yards. So, yep. but now the trade crazy. deadline's passed, so you wonder if he's going to be out there. Uh, yeah. All right. So, Darius Slay, big big injury. We'll talk more about injuries in a second, and could really affect your Fanduel lineup. If Darius Slay plays, maybe you don't go with Tyrell Williams. If he doesn't play, maybe you do go with Tyrell Williams. Well, the football season gives us opportunities to win some money and play more fantasy football. And there's just more and more ways to win on FanDuel than ever before. There are different types of contests that you can play. And I prefer the 50-50s personally. But I'm starting to get into the tournaments because I want to win that million dollars and, you know, buy an island and retire. Be a pretty crappy island for a million dollars. But um, I'm in. Anyway, if you go to FanDuel.com slash FFT and you sign up, you haven't used it before, you go to FanDuel.com slash FFT, you put in 20 bucks, you get 20 back, basically. You get $5 in site credit every week for four weeks. And you're not going to get stuck with a lineup that you regret. You don't have to worry about buys. You don't have to worry about bad matchups or injuries or anything that's questionable. You just play the best players, the players that you want to play. You can make amazing lineups, really, really fun teams, high-scoring teams. And with all the knowledge that you've got from listening to this podcast, you can go on FanDuel and you can win some money. Sign up right now at FanDuel.com slash FFT. Again, you make a $20 bonus. You get $5 in site credit every week for four weeks. And then you put those $5 right into our Fantasy Football Today podcast listeners league every week on FanDuel. It's at FanDuel.com slash FFT. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Or download the FanDuel app. Guys, 60-second rankings disputes. And I mean it this time. Jacoby Brissett, 18th for Jamie, 19th for Dave, 9th for Heath. Heath, you can start. I'll put you against Jamie here. You've got Brissett, 9th at Pittsburgh. Yeah, I expect this to be a competitive game. I'm not sure that the Colts will have much success running the ball against the Steelers. And whenever Jacoby Brissett has been forced to throw passes, he's been very good. He's got three games this year with more than 30 pass attempts. One of them, 310 yards, two touchdowns. Another one, 326 Four touchdowns, another one, 265 and three. And I do think, like, the Steelers' defense is good. I think it's better against the run than it is against the pass, or at least it has been so far this year in terms of yards per play. And so I expect Brissett to be a low-end starter. They've been completely dominant against opposing quarterbacks since getting Micah Fitzpatrick. So from week three on, it's been a just total disaster for opposing quarterbacks against them. I don't see this game being high-scoring at all, so I don't think Brissett's going to throw a lot. And his numbers on the road have been terrible. So... I would stay away from Jacoby Brissett. I would actually start Jimmy Garoppolo tonight over Brissett. Since they've added Minka. You're not part of that. No, 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 Dave. I can't give a stat. No, this is 60-second rankings disputes. I'm out. I was going to give a good stat. Respect the segment. Now, you can argue with Jamie here. Marlon Mack in PPR at Pittsburgh. So, same game, same team. Marlon Mack, Jamie has him 14th. Dave has him 21st. And Heath has Marlon Mack 15th in PPR. Okay, uh, Dave, you can start. You're the low guy on Marlon Mack, 21st in PPR. I think the Steelers' run defense is good. I think their defense is good in general, and I think Marlon Mack is going to have a hard time finding 100 yards or a touchdown against them. 60 and a touchdown. Book it. 60 and a touchdown? All right, that'll probably get you in the top 15. Oh, yeah. If he gets you that, then he will. I don't think he'll get that. The Steelers have dominated the last three backfields they've faced. That would be Mark Ingram, the Chargers, and the Dolphins, all average 3.2 yards per carry or worse. Mark Ingram did score. Uh, next up, we have Mark Walton. So this will put uh, Dave versus Heath. Dave has Mark Walton 28th in PPR, Heath 14th. 
We already heard Heath. Uh, right, so we already heard Heath's take on Mark Walton. So why don't we do Dave versus Jamie? Because Jamie has uh, Walton 16th. So Dave, I'll let you start it again. You're the low guy on Walton by far, 28th. So I, yeah, I've moved him up. He's in my. I think he's right around 24th for me now. And I think I took a look at his touches. He'll have more touches than Devin Singletary. But I think Singletary <laughs> will have a better fantasy game than Mark Walton. If you mm. wanna, if you wanna consider that for a bet. I just don't know how much how effective he'll be. The offensive line for the Dolphins is bad. I know the Jets' defense is bad. I think the Jets' offense is going to be very good in this game because the Dolphins' defense is so bad. That'll take Walton out of the passing game. We know that he's also not necessarily the guy at the goal line. I think, I think what did you say, 70 or 80 yards for Mark Walton, somewhere in that range? I think that's close to the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, taking him out of the passing game is fine, but last week in the first game about Kenny Drake, he had six targets, so I don't see how that's going to be a, a situation where he's out of the passing game in a game. If you think they're chasing points, I think actually he'll be probably more involved in the passing game. So, um, yeah, I, I, again, you know, you're talking about Jets defense that was bad against running backs with Leonard Williams, and now you're taking Leonard Williams and C.J. Mosley off the field. I think it's an easy spot to, if you're ever going to buy into a Dolphins running back, this is the week to do it. At home game against a bad Jets defense, I think Mark Walton is going to be a very, very good fantasy option this week. All right, and finally, Terry McLaurin. Let's go Jamie versus Heath here. Jamie and Dave not really considering Terry McLaurin this week at Buffalo. Heath, I'm sure you don't love Terry McLaurin, but you can at least make the case for him as a number three receiver. You have him 32nd in PPR. Yeah, I don't really want. Like, I thought I was pretty down on Terry McLaurin, <laughs> so I don't have a much of an argument to make for right, him. So, um, yeah, no, my no, argument for it. him is there's four teams on a bye, seven wide receivers we generally rank in our top 30, and I think McLaurin's too good to drop outside of the top 40, no matter who the matchup is. Okay, is it weird to anybody it. that he's only had one target from Dwayne Haskins so far? His quarterback from college too. Yeah. I know. I don't think you're supposed to be talking during this part. Oh, that's right. I have to. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna go to a different boy. one, um, the Jacksonville DST, which is oh come on, we get so fast this little time for got, rankings debates, and we're gonna do DSTs and yes, kickers now. DSTs are important too, you know. You've got them fifth, Heath. Ugh. You got Jacksonville fifth. Dave and Jamie have them fourteenth, or Dave has them nineteenth, and Jamie has them fourteenth. They've got a good pass rush. The Texans give up a lot of sacks. They scored twelve fantasy points the last time they played the Texans, and they're in London, and no team is more comfortable in London than Jacksonville. <laughs> the Bears might be. I mean, the Raiders, excuse me, the Raiders. The Raiders, Raiders yeah. Me. All right, so... Bear, Dave, Bears, not so much. Dave, argue against the Jags DST. The, there's only been three DSTs that have put up double-digit fantasy points against the Texans this year. I don't think Jacks... They, they might get a bunch of, of Jacksonville is one of them. Wait, back in week two? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I, I, they had Jalen Ramsey. Did he play in that game or yes. not? Yes. Probably. Yes, okay. he did. And he did a very good job I'm, on I'm expecting the Texans' offense to keep rolling and uh, buck the trend that Deshaun Watson has had over his career against Jacksonville. And I would rather trust a bunch of other DSTs than the Jaguars. I don't like DST very much this week, but I don't like DST very much in general. So that could be it. Yeah. Come on, Heath. Open your mind. Open your mind. Kickers and DSTs are people too. Uh, or units. DSTs it, are, are team are units. There are a lot of people. people. You don't not you don't just dislike one person. <laughs> you just like a lot of people. Eleven people that you hate. I injuries, mostly just dislike you. Injuries, news and notes. <sighs> Uh, quarterback Patrick Mahomes was limited. Do we expect him to play? I hope so, but probably not. Okay, we'll preview that tomorrow. Matt Ryan seems likely to return next week. Case Keenum questionable due to a concussion. So right now we're thinking Haskins. Running back James Conner sat. Philip Lindsay sore wrist. Uh, we talked about the Niners running backs. Looks like Breed is going to play. Obviously Coleman's going to play. Chase Edmonds is out. David Johnson is questionable, and the Cardinals are going to go. Running back by committee, according to Cliff Kingsbury. Guys, you saw Schefter's report today, right? 
No. Uh, David Johnson not expected to play. Oh, okay. Thank you. So, so what do you think about Kenyon Drake tonight against San Francisco? I mean, it's it's probably going to be a hot hand approach. So if he does get off to a good start, you know, they're probably going to ride him. But you know, three days to learn a playbook and you know against San Francisco, I just don't know what from a fantasy perspective how you could trust it. You know, so if you play in the showdowns, maybe it's worth the the price. You know, on Fanduel, but I, I just think that. In seasonal leagues, unless you're completely stuck, I would try and stay away from all the Cardinals. Like, it wouldn't be a surprise if it's a Zach Zenner game, if an Alfred Morris game, <clears throat> you know, or or just nobody plays well. Uh, start Mark Walton. Okay, well, you, you guys gave me three running backs earlier, Walton, Singletary, and Cohen. Would you start all of them over Kenyon Drake? I would take Drake over Cohen for sure in non-PPR. And I would imagine I would probably still take Drake over Cohen in PPR. I'd take yeah. Drake over Singletary. Uh, I would start all of them over Drake. Would you start Odell Beckham or Kenyon Drake? Beckham. Odell Beckham. Okay, Miles Sanders. I can't believe that's a question. I can't believe that that's a question. It's a fair question. I get why you asked it. I get it, but I can't believe it. I, I think I'd I actually. Can't believe Odell's I, been that bad. Oh uh, man, I'm not sure I would start Beckham. I, I, Chris Harris has been really. It good. wasn't. It wasn't far off last week with Drake not playing. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Sanders uh, mispractice. Uh, we think he's going to play, right? Yes, I. I think so. I really like Jordan Howard this week a lot. I do too. Did you? I loved watching him last week. That offensive line was just mauling Buffalo, and he was falling forward and dragging defenders. He was good. Alvin Kamara seems likely to return next week, and Christian McCaffrey has some knee soreness, but they're calling it no big deal. Devontae Adams does have a chance to play. Deshaun Jackson practiced, but he's not a lock to play. Adam Thielen was limited in practice as he's making progress there. Marquise Brown's going to play. Sterling Shepard has a chance to play. D.D. Westbrook was limited in practice. So does D.D. Westbrook look like he's going to play this week? We're not going to know. Yeah, I I think if you're Jacksonville, you know, the bye next week and the fact that Chris Conley's playing well, I I would probably lean on the side of resting him. But, you know, Marquise Lee being on IR could change some things. Being limited on Wednesday is a pretty good sign. Um, I feel more optimistic than I did at the beginning of the week, but sure. I like I thought like, like Jamie did that he just wouldn't play. I'd make the assumption he's limited in practice all week, and if that changes and he's out for a day, then that's probably not a good sign. AJ Green probably going to play next week, and Keenan Allen still dealing with a hamstring injury, so he's kind of like uh, it could be a game time decision every week. I mean, he played last week, but uh, was a little bit limited in the snaps. Keenan Allen. Tight end, Chris Herndon was limited in practice. He's trending in the right direction. He's 41% owned, and you might be able to get him and start him this week at Miami. Uh, where does Chris Herndon rank for you guys? If Is he ranked? He'd be around 12. He'd be in the streaming mix. 14 to 15. He would hurt poor Ryan Griffin. Well, he'd, if he's going to be fantasy relevant, he's going to have to hurt somebody else. Because Ryan Griffin scored two touchdowns on two targets. Yeah. <laughs> if we're thinking Chris Hernan and a two point conversion after we're thinking Chris Hernan's going to come in and get five targets against the Dolphins, uh-huh. then we've got some problems with somebody in my in the, on the Jets. Yeah. Oh, he's going to hurt the Dolphins. That's who he's going to hurt. OJ Howard and Cameron Brait both miss practice. And uh, let's see other news. Uh, Earl Thomas has a knee injury. That's not good. Baltimore, uh, Buffalo cornerback Levi Wallace is questionable. Darius Slay was limited in practice. Houston could get two starting defensive backs back this week at Jacksonville. That could help uh, against Gardner Minstash. And that's basically it. Why would you? Why would you poo-poo? Didn't you? I'm not. What's wrong with you? I'm not. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Nothing. I hope, I hope you get lot. all candy corn tonight. <laughs> I don't actually like candy corn. I'm fine with candy corn. 
It's okay. Explains a lot about you. I don't love yeah, it. It fits perfectly. I don't seek it. Also, I'm going to give this I hope, take. I hope all you get is old Butterfingers, yellow Starburst, and candy corn. Uh, I'm going to tell you. And Dave's weird candy that you got as a kid. Oh, so uh, weird. Uh, this is going to be an unpopular take. While Shocking. still very good. <laughs> I will pull the list up. Just a second. <laughs> <laughs> While still very good. Kit Kat is an overrated candy. People oh, act like it's God, like man. one of the best. It's like top ten. It's not top three. You're, uh, it's fine. I don't think that that's a terrible. Yeah, that's not a terrible take. But I mean, you know, to... it's a little overrated. It's top ten. It's a, it's a Matthew Stafford. It's it's not a Lamar Jackson. Start, sit, or flex the best. Josh Allen against the Redskins. Why wouldn't it be trick treat? Oh yeah, throw it back at best. Uh, <laughs> trick trick or treat. Trick, trick treat. Trick treat or give it to your sibling. Trick treat or give it to your sibling or egg the house. Josh Allen against Washington. Uh, treat. treat. Adrian Peterson at Buffalo. Treat. Trick. Uh, I don't want to sit him. Frank Gore. Sorry. Wait, did you say treat? Ah, wow. Your subconscious came out there. Wow. <laughs> don't want to start it. Uh, Frank Gore? Yeah, Frank Gore. I think he's a treat too. He's a, what's the one for flex? Give to your siblings. Flex at best. Wait, so Jamie, you like Adrian Peterson this week? I do. Okay. The Jets wide receivers at Miami. Treat. Sarah, give to the siblings. Start Robbie. Flex at best for the other two. All right. Robbie Anderson typically gets six to eight, six to nine targets with Darnold. Nine wide receivers have had six to nine targets against Miami. Eight of them have had 76 yards or a touchdown. Jarvis Landry at Denver. Flex. Flex. Yeah, he's good flex. Cortland Sutton against Cleveland. I'm starting him. I think he's a very low-end number two receiver. All yeah. right. After watching Brandon he's, Allen. He's a, he's a treat that your parents need to check first. Like <laughs> You want to see Brandon Allen make sure that he's okay. Well, what does that mean? Is that you starting? I think you're starting him. I think you're starting. It's it's kind of like Odell Beckham. I think you're starting him with the hope that things are fine, but it's not great. Who do you like better? I like Beckham better. I like Beckham slightly better, but I may change that by the end of the day. I think I have Sutton one spot higher. I think I may have him actually projected for the same exact number for fantasy points. Yeah, Sutton one spot higher. I'm very nervous. Very nervous about it. Just, I think a lot of people don't really want to start Cortland Sutton this week. You do sort of want to see what happens. It's going to be a low bar to be a top twenty-five wide receiver this week, I right, think. Right. Or there are going to be a lot of guys that nobody started. I think it's probably the. I, I right. don't know. Nobody started because I think like the Parkers, the Amendolas, the uh, you know maybe Deontay Johnson, you know those type of guys could surprise us, you know, quote unquote. Because I don't think there'd be huge surprises. I don't think it's going to be a uh, uh, Kiki QT. You know, it'll be one of the Titans guys. It could be. Yeah, uh, Cole Beasley maybe. Yeah, I mean, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we'll get into the games. New England at Baltimore is our first one. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. The Patriots at Baltimore on Sunday night. Very excited. Anybody think Baltimore's winning? Yes. Nice. Uh, No, I don't. Yeah, me either. 
Uh, stat of the game, Patriots DSTs finished top three, seven straight weeks. Number one, three straight weeks, facing the Ravens, who allow the third fewest fantasy points DSTs. Uh, if you own the Patriots DST, would you be looking at another one or just start them? I know they're not number one for you this week. Uh, what do you do? Start them. Uh, yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to bench them for I mean, the Bills? starting Lamar Jackson, but look at his game against Pittsburgh. Like That could be the type of performance that you're going to get from him. I, I've gotten several questions about should I sit Lamar Jackson I've got no questions about should I sit the Patriots defense. I would rather sit the Patriots defense than sit Lamar Jackson. Would you start Lamar Jackson or Gardner Minshew if you had a choice? Uh, I would start Lamar Jackson. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, not me. I'd take Minshew. I'd start Minshew too. Who would you start over Lamar Jackson? I think Matthew Stafford. Stafford yeah, I mean, sure. I, I was just thinking of the only guy on, on the waiver wire. Like, I wouldn't start Derek Carr over Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't start no. Sam Donald, you know, the guys that we spoke about on Tuesday. You know, I think Mitch is the only one that has the chance for a higher ceiling. It's going to be, like I said, I'll go back to what I said earlier. It's going to be a fun chess match to see how Belichick tries to make things tough on Lamar Jackson, and will he have success? I, Some, I noticed one thing that Devin McCourty said this week. He said that the offense is similar to what the Bills ran with Tyrod Taylor when Greg Olson was the offensive or not Greg Olson, Greg Roman was the offensive right. coordinator in Buffalo. So that leads me to believe that they've got a pretty good beat on what Baltimore's doing. And unless there are too many new wrinkles that the Ravens put in, they're going to be able to handle what Lamar I, Jackson's given them. I think the interesting thing is, and we talked with Pete about this, they can't necessarily do exactly what they normally do defensively in terms of their man coverage and turning their back to the quarterback because of the threat that Lamar Jackson presents. So they do have to— True. They have to make some adjustments for the Ravens, which probably makes them a little more susceptible. I bet they play more nickel and dime coverage than they have all year long. All right. Well, if we look at well, the, that's what Gus Bradley. Ravens. That's what Pete said. Right. Say that's what Gus Bradley did in the playoff. Yep. Yeah, I bet that's the that's the route they take. You know, Lamar Jackson. And that's good for Mark Ingram, actually. Lamar Jackson's eighth for or seventh for Jamie and Dave. He's fourth for Heath Wilson, Prescott, and Watson. Everybody has them ranked ahead of him, ahead of Lamar Jackson. Uh, Dave and Jamie have. Aaron Rodgers, Gardner Minshew, uh, and Matthew Stafford also ranked ahead of Jackson. Heath does not. So Jackson's, you know, still a top eight, still a top seven quarterback and top four uh, for, for Heath. I do think he's the best fantasy quarterback in this game. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I think so, too. Well, I mean, look, you can't really run against Baltimore. And we'll see if Earl Thomas plays. That could, that could be a factor. But they are getting Jimmy Smith back, which is nice. So, yeah, what do you think about Brady? Good start, great start, bad start. What do you think? I, I, keep, I keep dropping him further and further. He's at 12 right now, so I would start Derek Carr over him. Yep. I, I haven't found that yet, um, but the, the week is still young. I would start him over anybody in the Thursday game, obviously, but it could come to a point where he falls out of the top 12. Patrick Mahomes is the only quarterback to score more than 17 fantasy points and six point per passing touchdown leagues against the Ravens, uh, which is really interesting. Wilson had a bad game. They haven't faced a lot of good quarterbacks. I will say that. Probably just Wilson I, and Mahomes. I think they've Murray just gotten to the game. like they they lost a lot of players, and there was kind of we've had this debate with Seattle too. Is the system good enough to be a good defense with the pieces they lost? And I think they've gotten to the part of the year where it's it's good enough now. I think they're a good defense. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you saw the one game without Brandon Williams and Nick Chubb was a monster. Right. And then Williams has been back. And it's like you said, Adam, you can't run on them. And, you know, adding Marcus Peters to Marlon Humphrey and now getting Jimmy Smith back. So the secondary is looking better. Um, you know, it, I think the pass rush is still questionable. But, you know, this is going to be an interesting game to see because they're as healthy as they have been coming off of a bye week against the Patriots offensive line that continues to struggle. And so will Brady still have success? It's, you know. Uh, 
you can't feel comfortable with anybody outside of Edelman in the passing game. Okay. So, so about so, James White. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry. The, the receivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me get, yeah. let me get the like, rankings. I think that that's the key guys. for the Patriots. So, so who do you like in this game? Uh, you know, and so by the way, Dave has Brady eighth, Heath has him four fifteenth, and Jamie has Brady twelfth. So, who do you like in this game? You know, I can't imagine we're going with Marquise Brown, right? Too risky. Right. Edelman's Much too risky. Edelman's a must start. We already talked about Ingram. He's the number two running back, but it could be a really tough game for Sony Michelle. James White is so consistent. He is, so far this year, the number 23 running back in PPR, and he's been absolutely terrible in half PPR and non-PPR. So you know what's But look at James per game. He's better, he's better on per game because he missed the one game. I've been looking at per game. Per game, he's, okay. he's 42nd in non-PPR, 38th in half PPR, and 23rd in PPR. Okay, he, I, th- I thought he was one better touchdown. in... in- I thought so too, um, but only one touchdown. But all right, so so like, just go ahead, give me the starts and sits. Well, for Michelle, he's played five games with Rex Burkhead and three games without Rex Burkhead, and then the five games with Burkhead on the field, he's averaging like six point seven PPR points per game. Uh, scored one touchdown in those five games, and in the three without, he's like nineteen points per game. You know, so it's a, a dramatic shift when Burkhead plays, and and that goes to last week's too, when when Michelle had all that work. So typically, it's you know. Burkhead is just taking work away from him. But last week it was just, you know, fluky that he didn't have a big game despite all the carries. I, I, I can't start Sonny Michelle. I think some good fortune has kind of masked the same thing with James White, though, because you look at his touches nine, six, and six in the three games that Burkhead's played. Now he scored a touchdown in one of those and he had a long catch last week. So he had mm-hmm. 75 yards receiving. The other games without Burkhead, he had at least eight targets in every. Oh, game. his numbers pop uh, the last two years when Burkhead's off the field. I, you know, I'm so. a little worried about White, too. I just like. It's funny because uh, our colleague George Maselli, you know, he's a Patriots fan, and he said he, we were talking about this yesterday. Like, you know, Belichick typically likes to save one of his running backs for the postseason, and he said, you know, for years it used to be James White, and you see White just get all that work in the playoffs, and he thinks now that could be Burkhead is is kind of the guy that there may be sort of kid gloves with. So you know, who are the start? Who are the injury. starts and sits in this game? <laughs> Uh, like, like start are you starting? Michelle, are you starting Michelle and and James? White? You don't oh, want to no. start Michelle if you don't have to. I think White will be fine in PPR. I think Rex could. This is a White and Burkhead game. I think this is how you attack ball. Oh, I think it's Edelman game too. Sure, it's, it's the there. short area passing with a couple of deep shots mixed in, but getting rid of the ball quick is going to be huge for Tom Brady. So uh, maybe Burkhead is a deep sleeper this week at running back. But I like James White. I think he's going to have a big role. But you wouldn't start Burkhead over Michelle, like Burkhead. He had almost no work mm, last It's probably week. too risky, but yeah, in PPR, had... it wouldn't surprise me if they're close, okay. but both not great. It doesn't so, matter of how much Burkhead plays. Would you start Michelle or a Chargers running back? Both Chargers three. running back. Okay. Yeah, I'd start an Eagles running back. I'd, I'd start both dinosaurs in the Buffalo-Washington game over Sony Michelle. I wouldn't wow. do that for All right, cool. And that's pretty much it. We're getting away from Dorsett and Sanu. Okay. Yeah, it's just not a good matchup for them. And obviously, Mark Andrews is starting. Yeah, Mark, Mark Andrews is struggling a little bit lately, but I don't see how you get away from him. He that. had all those drops in Seattle. He gross. did, but he has 45 yeah, or I, I don't, yards I don't, in four of his last five I games. wouldn't expect a big game, but you know, I don't think he's at the point yet where you're starting Darren Fells or John Smith over him. And, and just going back to Marquise Brown, I do prefer him to a lot of the guys we've talked about here at the end. Like I prefer him to both the other Patriots receivers. Yes. I prefer him to Sony Michelle and PPR. Yes. I prefer him to James White and non-PPR. Let's make sure he's playing. I mean, okay, this is a brutal matchup. I mean, I don't know how good the Patriots' run defense is. I do know they have amazing cornerbacks. 
I don't know that like he's going to get shattered by Gilmore. But... And they're not going to play man against him, I don't think. Not very often because they can't turn their back to Lamar Jackson. They're going to try and keep that big but they play could have away. They could have Gilmore follow him and still play all the, all the zone. Sure, sure. All right. That's probably what you'll see. That's New England and Baltimore. Dave, Jamie, and Heath are going to switch studios. So we will talk about Houston at Jacksonville in like two and a half seconds. Ooh, spooky. By the way, friends, if you are just looking to find a particular game that you want to hear, you know, you have players in a particular game, always check the time codes in the descriptions, okay? I try to help you out. The time codes might not be exact, but they're within 30 seconds. Uh, you know, I never, depends on the ad that plays in the show, but check the time codes if you are just wanting to skip around and hear particular games. I lay it out for you in the episode description. All right, what's next for us? We got Houston and Jacksonville. Deshaun Watson has not scored more than 21 fantasy points in three starts against the Jaguars. In two starts, he scored 12 fantasy points. Do you have any hesitation to roll with Deshaun Watson this week? No. Not unless you've got Dak or Stafford or Russ. We've all got him in our top five, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Conflicting stats of the game. The Jaguars have allowed the seventh most pass plays of 20-plus yards and the fifth most pass plays of 40-plus yards. So you'd think, oh, big play receivers, they do well. But every wide receiver that has done well against the Jaguars pretty much, yeah, I would say everyone, has had eight or more targets. And I don't think Kenny Stills is getting that. So starter sit, Kenny Stills. Sit, sit um. Okay. And they're going into their bye next week, so that's why I said you can drop Kenneth Stills. Well, that brings us to Carlos Hyde. How do we feel about him? He has scored seven or more non-PPR fantasy points in six of eight games. That's not bad. He's the number 26 running back in non-PPR. I know in PPR you don't really want Carlos Hyde, but how do you feel about him uh, against the Jaguars? You said not bad? Yeah. That's how I feel about him. (laughs) I think he's not bad. I think you'd prefer to start somebody else, but you can kind of hang your hat on him getting at least 70 yards. I would put him in the same range as Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore. Yeah, I take those guys way ahead of him. I think they're much better situations. Um, they're 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 flexes. Yeah, for me. I think Peterson's a start. I think Gore is a potential starter. Hyde is nowhere near those guys. Why? They don't have because I don't know about Jacksonville's run defense. They don't have Marcel Darius anymore. Um, you know. Why, Jamie? I'm not disagreeing, but just why do you feel that way? Because they're all well, kind of similar I, well, I players. Mean, even without Darius last week, they were still good. They were, but, you know, Le'Veon Bell's been so bad this year. Um, Carlos okay. Hyde's been great. Well, he's, he, on a like, per-carry basis, he's been probably almost a yard better than than Le'Veon. Yeah, is Tunsil playing? Don't know. He's, he's, he practiced, so did Titus Howard. So their line could be pretty close to full strength. Okay, would you start Devin Singletary or Carlos Hyde? I'd start Singletary and Gore over Hyde. I would start Hyde over Singletary in non-PPR. I'd start Singletary over Hyde in PPR. Yeah, I'd rather have Singletary in both. Start Hopkins, sit stills, no QT. Uh, just oh, fa- Darren Fells. Let's talk about Darren Fells. They've struggled lately, Jacksonville, against tight ends. Fells is top 12 in non-PPR in both formats. And in his last six games, he's had three games with six or seven targets and 49 to 69 yards and three touchdowns in those games. He's had three games with one or two targets. <laughs> so you just Four. never know. It's a, yeah. a low-end starting tight end. That's, yeah. that's what you get now. That's, that's what one you game want. without Will Fuller, though. That's the sample size I would look at. 
four of the last five tight ends with at least three targets have given you at least 11 PPR and six non-PPR points against the Jaguars. I feel confident he's going to score somewhere between two and 18 fantasy points. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'll uh, take the uh, they'll take the under. No, I'm according just to Ian Rappaport, Benny Snell had surgery to repair a torn meniscus. Trim his meniscus. Oh, no. Okay. Thank you, Jamie. So he's going to be on the shelf for a while. Three weeks. Yep. Uh, would you start Darren Fells or Jason Witten at the Giants? I would go Fells. I would go Witten. I would go Fells also. All right. They are good streaming options this week. Gardner Minshew or Lamar Jackson? Minshew. Lamar. Minshew. Come on, Heath. You're the Minshew guy. Yeah. I, I've i got him sixth. And you're the low this, guy. This, like, we've <laughs> seen that this is the story that we've seen before. I, I've got him right about where I had him last week. Yeah. All right. Well, do we think he's going to have another big game, though? Because he, he, last week was his first game with more than 24 fantasy points. He's usually in the low 20s. I think he's going to have another big game. The Texans' defense has given up like 31 fantasy points per game over the last month. Yeah, like I said, though, they could get two starters back, Tayshawn Gibson and Jonathan Joseph. Yeah, you know what starter they're not getting back is J.J. Watt. True. And that hurts their pass rush. And even if they get those guys back in the secondary, they haven't played very well. I think you're looking at Minshew having time to throw. He's got Chark to attack with downfield. A lot of other guys to make plays, including Fournette. And I think Gardner Minshew's got a shot at exceeding 25 fantasy points. You all have Aaron Rodgers and Gardner Minshew back to back. And for Jamie, it's Minshew over it's Minshew over Rodgers. For Heath and Dave, it's no. Sorry for Heath, it's Minshew over Rodgers. For Dave, it's Rodgers over Minshew, but they're back to back. Fournette, you're gonna start. It's not a great matchup. Are you avoiding Fournette in DFS? Well, I haven't seen his price, so I'm not sure. It's a, it's not on the main slate. It has to be a showdown. It's oh. a London game in the morning. It's a London game, right. Well, I would start Minshew in the captain spot. I wouldn't start Fournette there. Houston, since week one, they're giving up like 3.4 yards per carry to running back. Yeah, again, no J.J. Watt. A must start. Yeah. twenty. Yeah, that's true. He's going to certainly hurt their run defense, his absence as well. Okay, then the uh, the wide receivers. Give me your takes on Chark, Westbrook, Conley. Start Chark. You got to start Chark. Love the matchup for him, even if the cornerbacks are healthier for Houston. Conley is an interesting low-end flex, but I would only trust him if there's no D.D. Westbrook. Westbrook would take the spot of a good flex, maybe even a low-end number two PPR receiver, if he were to play. I would just be concerned because he played last week and left because he wasn't healthy. So yeah, it's I would so probably, annoying. Well, did he did he aggravate the injury or did he just not feel right I, after? I he think he aggravated playing? the injury. I think he aggravated the injury. Right, he's been dealing so, with the shoulder injury now for weeks, missing practice. So right. I, I hope if they he don't plays play. that I would probably avoid both of them. If he doesn't play, then Conley is a very good starter. Right, and I, honestly, I would start Conley over Beckham if Westbrook were out. Yeah, I can see it. Would you guys, or just in the oh, I could see that category? It's it's in I the think I, it's can oh, I can see, see that. that category. Conley over who? Beckham. Odell Beckham. I, no, I would not do that. If if Westbrook's out, and yeah, I'm no, sure that I'm if Westbrook's that. in, like if Westbrook were in and completely healthy, then I would feel pretty good about D.D. Westbrook. But Jamie mentioned in a PPR, I think struggling. I would too. But that's just not the case. I think you're just way more down. Like if you had your rankings, Odell Beckham would be around 40 in your rankings. No, I think he'd probably be in, in about the same range because because it's not a good week for wide so you'd receivers. You'd have Chris Conley top 20. If Westbrook were out, probably. You're talking about the Texans allow the most fantasy points to wide receivers. Conley's had like four good games this year, 
And uh, it's just a I think really Wallace good against the Texans, right? Didn't he play well against him week two? Yes. If I it was think week two, so. Then I yes. know week one he played well. He had uh, four catches for 73 yards on five targets. And D.D. Westbrook also had five targets in that game. Right. So I'd be nervous about starting a guy whose upside is 11 PPR points. I don't think that's his upside. That's, I, that's that with Westbrook playing. Westbrook on the field. But we've seen his upside the last two games when he's had 14 targets, over 180 yards, I believe, and a touchdown. Yeah, that's that's kind of what well, I was thinking. Well, I was just thinking. comparing him to Beckham. Yeah, Beckham. Well, his two games, last two games. Have been yeah, better, I know. But... I know. Denver's it's defense is very do. good. We're going to get to that game in a bit. Jacksonville DST, we already talked about. Heath, tell me about the kickers in this game. Okay, never mind. Indianapolis is at Pittsburgh. Stat of the game. Talk about this one. The Steelers have been really good against the run last three weeks. Let's talk about the other side of the ball and Jalen Samuels, though. Last three weeks against the Colts, they've gotten better against the run. Damian Williams had nine carries for 23 yards. Carlos Hyde had 12 carries for 35 yards. That's terrible. The Broncos running backs were kind of okay. So they look like a bad run defense, but they've been better lately. How much do you like Jalen Samuels? If he's the only back for Pittsburgh with Connor out and Snell out, you have to start him. It's too good of an opportunity. And you know that he's capable of impacting the passing game. There's, there's just too much upside. So yeah, he'd be a top 20 running back if James Conner was out. That's it, huh? For sure. Yeah, I go higher than that. Yeah, I'm wondering if he's got if he's like Latavius Murray-esque, you know, if he he's could. got a chance I think to that, just win you I a week. I think that exists. I think that potential exists. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be that good. He'd be top 15 good. All right, would you start him over Beckham? Yes. Yeah, if Conner was out. If Conner's out. It's all about Conner being out, yes. It yeah, would, the Steelers have had a running back score touchdown in four games in a row. Would you start Jalen Samuels over Juju Smith-Schuster? Yes. Yeah, I, I probably would not. I do think if Connor's out, we'll probably see a few more pass attempts from Mason Rudolph. All right, so any, nobody's starting Mason Rudolph, right? Two no. QB only. Okay. Somehow the Steelers have scored like 20 or more points in six straight games or something. It's weird, and that's very important for Jacoby Brissett. The Steelers actually are putting some points. Yeah, six straight games with six, 20 or more, four straight games with 23 or more points, which would bode well for Brissett, but we'll get to the Colts in a minute. Uh, is Juju a must-start? Yes. Yeah. By default. And I gave you that stat about Deontay Johnson. Based on the amount of targets he typically gets with Rudolph and what that amount of targets is against the Colts, he should be in line for a good game. I I know I gave the stat. doesn't mean I necessarily believe it, but that's what the numbers would say. How do you feel about Deontay Johnson? Number three. Good flex, for sure. Probably have him too low in my rankings. I currently have him 31st among receivers in PPR. That's, that's higher than I have him. I feel like I might have him a little too low, but it's it's difficult to like, think like Juju's going to be a top 20 receiver. and 100%. Yeah, the, one of these guys is going to fail. And so I, I think this is a, what'd you say, Adam, earlier, like 70 yards with the targets? Oh, oh, the stat. Receivers okay. against the Colts with six, six plus six targets. Six to eight targets. Um, it's, yeah, it's what Deontay uh, Johnson gets. And there have been nine wide receivers with six or more targets. Eight of them have had 75 yards or a touchdown. Yeah, I could see 75 yards that, you know, without scoring. And that's still fine to make him a flex. But he's not going to score in every game he plays with Mason Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> Probably no. not, but I think he could. I think you can make the argument that he's got more upside than Jarvis Landry and Mike Williams. It was seven. Right now, those oh, guys can, are ranked you can, ahead. You of can him. make the argument they're in the same range. I think they're all very similar type receivers this week. 
how do you feel about uh, okay we're not starting Vance McDonald right no how do you feel about uh, T.Y. Hilton I'm nervous I've got him as a number two receiver yep Um, since they got Minka Fitzpatrick opposing receivers against the Steelers with six plus targets have maxed out at seven non PPR points and 12 PPR points no touchdowns and T.Y.'s had at least six targets in all but one game uh, th- and I, I think it's pretty obvious that T.Y.'s production or Brissett's production rather is tied to T.Y. And so if the Steelers do a good job of kind of erasing T.Y. Hilton, Jacoby's going to struggle. I think this is a dink and dunk game for the Colts, and I think they have a hard time putting points on the board. And I think you're starting T.Y. hoping that he can get loose for a touchdown. I mean, yeah, he's he's no Devontae Parker, T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> mm. Or Alan Hearns, right? Br- uh, Brissett. We already talked about, but it's, it, it's for David been Jamie. those secondary and and you know small well, time receivers that have been scoring on the Steelers. That's mostly all they've played. They've no, they've, they've, the, they've done a good job taking away number one outside guys. They sure. played the Bengals. They've played the Ravens. They've played the Dolphins, and then they played. The, they did a good job against Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure people are going to be starting T. Y. Hilton. Just we don't love him this week. And I that, think he's. A high, I'm. I, I'm very happy starting him. I think he's a high end number two. I like him too because I just think that the the best part about the Steelers' defense is their pass rush, and I'm going to bet on the Colts' offensive line. I mean, that's really the matchup. They had here. problems last week with the Broncos' pass rush, and I think this is a tougher. Uh, I just think it's opponent for It's that. also a home road thing for the Colts. Well, that's a good point. It's that's always been really a thing. It's often been a thing for Ty Hilton, but again, it's he's ahead of Beckham, so you know. You're not going to sit him. Uh, Marlon Mack, we already talked about. Brissett, Heath likes Brissett a lot. Dave and Jamie, not so much. Marlon Mack, who is the low guy on Mack? I think it's me. This is you, right? Okay. 16 or more carries in six of seven games, 18 or more carries in five of seven games. It's a tough matchup for sure. Uh, would you start Jalen Samuels or Marlon Mack? Samuels. I would start Assuming, Samuels if Connor's you know, up. Right. Samuels and PPR, Mack and none. Thoughts on Ebron this week? Stay away. Uh, low end starter. He could score somewhere between two and eighteen fantasy points. <laughs> <laughs> How about do, do do his targets go up in this game? Can can you see a situation where he gets six or seven targets? No, that's rare for him. Right. That's part of the reason why I can't see it either, and that's why he's not close to a top twelve tight end. You don't need six or seven targets to be a top twelve tight no. end. No, to finish as one, but to feel good about starting one, I think you do. Okay, but I don't feel confident that uh, a third of my top twelve tight ends are going to get six to seven targets. Okay, so who were the two we just talked about in the previous game? Oh, Darren Fells and Witten. I guess you'd start over Ebron for sure. Next yep. game is Detroit at Oakland. This has bonanza potential here. So. Uh, what do you think about the... Uh, we love Matthew Stafford this week. Which teams can't you use for the Bonanza? I don't know. I haven't done a Bonanza in two weeks. I think I'm retiring the Bonanza. What? 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 Yeah, I think I'm retiring it. I think he already did and no one noticed. That's yeah, kind of just kind of subtly <laughs> put it into retirement. Detroit at Oakland here. The thing is, uh, Oakland's so bad against the pass, but they're actually pretty good against the run. They give up 3.9 yards per carry to running backs. They do give up a lot of receiving yards to running backs. So do you like any... Lions running back this week. Nope. No. 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 Barry Sanders. Do you like nope. a Lions running back better than Adrian Peterson or Frank Gore? Or no. No. Not even the no. same universe. All right. All right. Not like those guys are so great. But I wouldn't dump t- Ty Johnson. I almost called him T.Y. Johnson. 
Who is your Ty, favorite? Keep Ty on the bench just to see what happens. Who is your second favorite Lions wide receiver? Amendola. It's Amendola, but it fit. It it makes me nervous. I've got Jones. Are you um, are you starting them over a receiver in in the Thursday night game? Let's say Christian Kirk. Yes, I start Amendola and Jones over Kirk. I would start Amendola. I believe I'd start Jones as well over all receivers in the Thursday night games. I would take Kirk. Yeah, I would. I would take Sanders over Jones. But these guys would be behind Jalen Sanders, right? If Connor's out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay. How about Philip Lindsay or these guys? Lindsay. 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 Start Galladay, obviously. T.J. Hawkinson. The Raiders give up the third most fantasy points to tight ends. Does that matter? I'm going to drop him in my ranking so that he can have a good week. (laughs) It's like it's a good matchup and it's a high scoring game. It's everything you really want from your streaming tight end. Um, His lack of involvement is disturbing. Yeah, last week was a good matchup in a high scoring game and he did nothing. Right. He does get he is almost touchdown Hawkinson. Uh, TD almost TD Hawkinson. He gets a lot of those almost touchdowns, but okay. So so he's behind Fells. Yes. How about Ebron? Ebron or Hawkinson? Hawkinson. I've got Ebron. Uh, Hawkinson. How about Derek Carr? Top twelve quarterback this week. Does Darius Slay's presence matter? Absolutely, because I think they can line him up on. Tyrell Williams, and that could make it harder for Carr to hit those longer throws. Carr, he, okay. Yeah, Slay will not impact the pass rush. You're gonna see. You're gonna see Carr have time to throw. That's a good thing. It might end up in a lot of dinking and dunking. Might. Okay. Well, it's Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah it's gonna happen. <laughs> fine. So that's Der- great. So who would you start Derek Carr over? Tom Brady. Brady. I don't have it that way yet. I would start him over Wentz. I would start him over Rivers. Can I ask you a question? You remember what yeah. happened when he had the Chiefs at home? Why is this any different? He had a terrible game. Every quarterback against the Chiefs in their building does well, and then Derek Carr comes along and and was awful. Uh, was that the weather? Chief? No. What's it? I don't think that was so. was this year? Yeah, that was this year. It was like week two or three. Um, I think the Lions' past defense is currently worse than the Chiefs. I shouldn't say every quarterback at home does well, like Flacco didn't, but <laughs> but almost everyone does. It's like an amazing matchup, and Carr was was bad, ten points, two hundred ninety eight passing yards. I like you got to feel a little nervous about trusting your fantasy week to Derek Carr when you have Tom Brady, when you have maybe Carson Wentz or something like that. You know, yeah, no, I start Wentz over. I start I, Wentz over him too. I, I think you know you look at what Carr has done. I think it's like four of his last five with multiple touchdowns. He's been a little bit snake bit in terms of hitting the twenty point mark. So, you know, I, I think he's – I think this game's going to be a shootout. You said it's got bonanza potential. I don't think it's going to be Josh Jacobs going for five touchdowns. That'd be nice. But All right. And he, he does. Do you guys have Wentz ranked as if Deshaun's playing? No. And you still think he's going to be better than Carr? Oh, yeah. I, oh. I've got him, like, very, no. very close to – Yeah, I do too. But I yeah, just – I, I think Carr's just got the better outlook, better um, situation. Yeah, but maybe. But I think Adam's point, you know, you have to take into account Carr – and like I just said, you know, he, he'll get multiple touchdowns and still finish around 18, 19 points. I think Wentz has a higher ceiling. All right, start start uh, Josh Jacobs, Tyrell Williams, 
Must start. Yeah. And Aaron Receiver Waller. scored in every game. It's it's hard to argue against him, especially in a favorable matchup. Yeah, and it hasn't been fluky. I mean, he's getting the targets inside the tent. Darren Waller is top three in both formats. We covered that's that's this game, right? All right, good. We're done. Cleveland at Denver. Gave you the stat of the game about those wide receivers against Denver. Robinson, Adams, Chark, Allen, Hilton, all single-digit fantasy points in PPR. Stat of the game number two, Noah Fant had nine targets last week. Just something to keep in mind. Five catches, 26 yards on nine targets. His first game without Emmanuel Sanders. Cleveland has struggled against the decent tight ends they've faced. I know we're not really... Like, Jamie, I think, has Fant 14th in PPR. We're not saying to start Fant, but... You know, if you're in a deeper league, it's just something to keep in mind. Nine targets left. He's week. he's a possible stash candidate. If you're streaming tight ends and maybe you want somebody who could help you out down the line, he's that that's why you'd have him on your bench. All right, this is this is easy. Chubb is the best running back in this game, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Run as far away from Baker Mayfield as you can. Yep. Beckham, people are gonna start God, by Jesus, default. Tony. But <laughs> <laughs> It was a really dumb question that he asked at the end, though. Were you happy with the drive? Like, that was a really dumb question. If, you, if anybody hasn't seen it, the Baker Mayfield clip of him getting mad at a reporter. Uh, Beckham, do you want to talk about Beckham? I mean, we've talked about him a lot. I think we've talked about him plenty. Well, who are maybe some running backs that you would start over Beckham? PPR? Sure. Well, uh, we're not talking like we wouldn't start. Gore. Would we start Gore and Peterson over him? No, I would not. I start Peterson over. You really like Peterson? Yeah, I, I not. No, I can't do that. He's been PPR. better than the last three weeks in non PPR. How about Tevin? Changing. How about Tevin Coleman? No, I'd go Coleman all the way. Coleman over Beckham. Yeah, that's yes. that's easy. How about James White or Beckham? Can I take Coleman over Beckham and Landry combined. Yeah, I actually would. I think I would take Coleman too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about okay? Maybe not PPR. How about um, James White or Beckham? White. I'd go Beckham. Beckham. Sony Michelle or Beckham? Non PPR. Beckham. Beckham. All right. Beckham. I hope he does well because you guys are saying Beckham a lot more than I thought you would. Sit Landry and oh Royce Freeman or Jarvis Landry. Freeman. I think Freeman's got more upside. Uh, Freeman for sure in non-PPR. and PPR, I might go Landry. Freeman's uh, actually better in PPR than he is in non-PPR. I think Landry will catch more passes than Freeman. Might. He could. Uh, I'll go Freeman will get more carries. Cleveland, by the way, has been yards. awful against the run. 4.7 yards per carry. Seventh most fantasy points to running backs. So, you know. That's, that was that's, in the stats to know. It was. But that was like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Corlin Sutton, we already talked about. There you go. So Sutton and Beckham are basically like back-to-back. And yep. that's it in this game, right? This is this yep. is not a bonanza. This is a Costanza. Two more games. Washington at Buffalo. All right, J-Mate. Adrian Peterson, go for it. I mean, it's been three games with Bill Callahan, and the workload has been up. He's got eight yards rushing or more in three straight games. He's got fresh legs after playing Thursday night. And the Bills are small up front. You can run on them. So I think this is a game where I don't love Adrian Peterson as a top 20 guy, but I think as a low-end number two guy compared to some of the other running backs and players we've talked about, I'll take the eight points as a floor. It's been too big of a topic in Buffalo about how 
the run defense has started to struggle lately, and I think they address it this week. And I think they take uh, they 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 learn their lesson against AP. Uh, McLaurin, we don't want to start. The highest we have him is thirty second. So try to get away from Terry McLaurin, and that's going to be it for the Redskins. Bills DST is going to be awesome, right? Yay! Should be very good. Yep. yep. All right, Josh Allen or Derek Carr, guys. Allen. Um, definitely Allen in four point per pass touchdown leagues. I'll go Carr in six. Yeah. Unless Slay plays, I'll go Allen. I feel the exact same way as you do. But they're both top twelve for me. Low end number one quarterbacks. Yeah, I and mean, look, Washington's done better against quarterbacks lately, but that's because those quarterbacks have not had a throw. Kirk Cousins threw for 285 yards on 26 passes. He just didn't have a touchdown. They also faced Fitzpatrick and Garoppolo. But the beginning of the season, we can't forget, Wentz, Prescott, Trubisky, Brady, all of them, three touchdown passes, 25 or more fantasy points and six point for passing touchdown leagues. Um and that's uh, yeah. So so w- is Frank Gore better or worse than Adrian Peterson? I, I know I asked you that, but I forgot. <laughs> I've got Gore ahead of AP. Yeah, I'll take Peterson, but they're close. Um, I've I'll take Peterson. And Singletary or Gore? Singletary for me. I'll take Gore. I'll take Gore and non Singletary and PPR. Fair. <laughs> Anything else from this game? Oh, John no, Brown. Right. Sorry, John Brown and Cole Beasley. My bad. John Brown's must start Cole Beasley's deep flex. Yep. Okay, we can start Brown over Beckham, right? Oh, yep. for sure. Yeah. Can we start Beasley over Beckham? No. No. Come on. JB, wake up. Get some Folgers. Jets at Dolphins. Sam Darnold or Josh Allen? Josh Allen. Yep. I've got Allen ranked ahead of Darnold, but they are back to back. Top 13 quarterbacks. Yeah, you can't really find quarterbacks who have done poorly against Miami. I guess, in general, how much faith do you have in the Jets' offense this week? I think it's a get-right spot for them. I think that they can pretty much do what every other offense has done against this defense, and that's put numbers up. You just saw Mason Rudolph have a great game. Great. The numbers were good enough for him. 20 points. I think so, Darnold so can beat it. And two? Is that what you I'm, I'm just, no. what you expect for Darnold? Okay, what? 250-2? and two? Yeah, I think he can get that. Hmm? I don't know that's great. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry about the word great. It's a good game. He can be good. I'm nervous, but there's plenty of upside. I kind of feel about the Jets like I feel about those last three tight ends in my top 12. Do you think this will be the worst quarterback performance against the Dolphins, right? I think it's going to be right in the 19-point range. So Keenum. That's exactly what Keenum got. That was the worst quarterback performance. Sam Darnold has not yet been as good as Case Keenum in the NFL. Jeez. Well, the I, last couple I think of weeks he, will he be. has. Been. Eventually, I'm not saying he's not going to ever be yeah. as good as Case Keenum, but no, I, I agree with career, you. I, he's not been I as think, good as Case Keenum. I think, and I've been saying this about Rudolph all last week. I think that that's what you should expect against this Dolphins defense. The floor is good. It's just where's the ceiling lie for these mediocre quarterbacks? And so Rudolph did exactly what I expected. 18 to 20 fantasy points is what I would have put it at, and he hit it, he hit 20. I think I, that's where Donald's going to be. I don't see a very high ceiling for him just because. Of what he's shown us. How would you? And to be fair, oh, Adam, you brought this up since the Lamar Jackson, Brady, Prescott, Rivers. It's been right in that range. Right, and teams don't really throw that much on the Dolphins. They like very few pass attempts. Rudolph had thirty-six. That's the most all season against the Dolphins. 
So Le'Veon Bell's going to have to get going. 3.2 yards per carry coming into the game. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what James Conner was averaging going into the Dolphins game, and he obviously destroyed them. So start Le'Veon Bell. The receivers in this game, are they? Are there four? Are there five flex-worthy wide receivers in this game? I would start the two main guys for the Jets. Format's kind of dependent for Crowder because you have to score... And, you know, I don't know how many yards he's actually going to get, but I think he could have a six for 77 for 77 for 80 type of game. And I'm not playing Demarius Thomas. I don't care how many targets he's gotten lately. So I'll play the two guys for the Jets and Devontae Parker just because his his month of 11 or more PPR points in four straight games, three touchdowns over that span. I think it's worth buying into with Fitzpatrick. I've got five of them from 27 to 44, like pretty scrunched up in that range all in this game. I'd go Parker, Anderson, Crowder, Preston Williams, and then Demarius. That's pretty close to what I've got. I'm, I, I think it's definitely format dependent. I'll take Thomas over Crowder and non PPR. I just, I'll, I'll take anybody against this Dolphin secondary. They've got no one, and the pass rush isn't there. It should be easy for the Jets to make. But they plays have no offensive line either, you know. So it's I bad on bad. It, yeah, but I'll still take a, a quarterback with a semblance of talent over. Over in in that situation, I should say, not sure. necessarily or over anybody. Is Mark Walton a better flex than the wide receivers in this game? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I I could see, I really could see Robbie Anderson having. Like, he, I'm I'm gonna fanduel Robbie Anderson. I think. Just You're, scored three of his last five against Miami. I mean, what's I the like problem? Fanduel is a verb. I am going to fanduel him. <laughs> I'm going to fanduel him. Yeah. You know. I, like I think a lot of people will. I wonder if he'll be one of the more popular cheap receivers this week, which means that the other receivers on the Jets could be decent pivots. Remember, again, I said this before, nine wide receivers have had six to nine targets against the Dolphins. Eight of them had 76 yards or a touchdown. And that is probably, based on what he's had in the games with Sam Darnold, that's probably the amount of targets that Robbie Anderson's going to get. He's had six to eight targets in all four games with Darnold. All right, happy Halloween, guys. You excited? What what do you what'd you buy for everybody? Uh, I bought <laughs> Kit Kats. <laughs> Overrated Kit Kats for everybody. Well, I'm excited. I hope the weather's okay and have a great time out there, everyone. Stay uh, safe, don't egg any houses. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.